and um, I didn't hear a whole bunch of chatter about it. But rumor has it that today is Father's Day. You know, Father's Day is one of those days that seems like folk just threw it on the calendar. <laughs> they said, let's put them in here somewhere. But I'm glad to be alive today. I'm glad to be alive today. I know there could have been many places that I could have been and you could have been. Uh, but God woke us up this morning. He gave us a recollect of our minds and we were able to know who we were put on our own clothes and make our way out here and you know even if everything else is messed up the fact that you got up is good enough for today let's give God some applause I want to talk to you today about I love it when you call me big I love it when you call me Big Papa. So today is the day that we celebrate having a good man in our children's lives. And because good men can be hard to find, I agree that this is a day to be acknowledged. Today is not only the day to celebrate good men, but today is the day that every woman should take a bow and thank God for their good man, who is the father of their children. Women, I know you ain't giving us much love today. We're going to pray about it anyhow. But I want you to know to have a good man is priceless. I haven't even seen one for sale yet. It's hard to get a good man. I want to do. <laughs> I forgot I got a turned up church. I want to uh, just pause just for a moment for two reasons. One reason, I want to pause because a lot of good men have been called home. You know, uh, I'm going to use my good brother, Hogue, who calls me his son all the time. He said, I'm the son that he never had, and uh, we, uh, we have a lot in common. And um, to see this man as a grown man, an older man, talk about his father as if he was 15 years old, it teaches me that you never get too old for daddy. Amen. That love just doesn't leave. Amen. So I want to be respectful today, and I just want to just take a moment of silence for the fathers who were real men and took care of their families, but the Lord took them on home. Not only did they leave children behind, but they left a mother behind as well. And I also want men who somehow, some way, they don't have their family with them. Maybe today wasn't the day that they were supposed to have their children. And sometimes that hurts. But I want you to know that God is still good. Let's just take one quick moment to just thank God for the great men that he placed in our lives. Amen. 
Women, if you have a good man that has been holding it down as a father, today is a day that you need to be creative and show your deepest gratitude. Can y'all hear me out there pretty good? Everybody hear me? I'm going to just press through this anyway. Can I do this? A father's work is never done. So mothers, y'all need to keep this party going all night long. I'm just saying. And from the amens that I'm hearing, it's going to be a rough night for some of us. You know, I thought we was going to be pumped up. I had a little line in here saying, the roof, the roof, the... But I guess I ain't going to get to that one yet. <laughs> Celebrate your good man. Your girlfriends tell you that you don't need them, but they looking for them. Celebrate them. Children, thank God for your father. You only get one. He means more to your life than you may know right now at this time. Tell your father that you love him. Not because Hallmark said it, but because you really feel it in your heart. That will go further than any card or necktie or boat tie that you can get your daddy. Just tell him that you love him. You know, to me, Father's Day is more than a celebration. The Happy Father Day's uh, messages, they're great. You can keep them coming. They're nice to receive. But they can only decorate the outside of me. To me, Father's Day is performance review day. It's retrospective and reflection day. It's the day that I get to reflect on my relationship that I have with my son. It's the day that I reflect on what I have done as a man and as a father to help propel him into the future. It's the day that I am thankful to God for the man and the father that he placed in my life so I can help my son be a better man than I was. The fact that I have positively impacted my son's life on a continual basis, that's what lights me up on the inside. It is so important to have a relationship with our children as their father. They look up to us. They look up to us for everything. I often tell my son, I say, I don't want us to have a relationship where I lie to you and you lie to me. I want us to be 100 with each other. I told him, I said, I'm your father, but I want to also be like a brother to you. Meaning that no matter what the world has to offer, you can always come and talk to your daddy about that thing. Because chances are I've even, I've probably done it, or I've seen it, or I know somebody else who did it. But it's very important to have a relationship with children because the father is that rock. He's that anchor that holds everything together. I want to say that there's nothing like a good man. He may not be perfect, but a good man is willing to go that extra mile for his family. He puts the needs of his children over his own needs. A good man will go years without just so his family doesn't have to. A good man is a father to the entire house. Let me say that again. A good man is a father to the entire house. Yes, he's even a good father to mama. 
That's why he loves it when you call him Big Papa. <laughs> Are y'all feeling me today? The man wants to keep his family flowing and growing. He wants to keep them happy and prosperous. So he puts himself in a very vulnerable position. Now, I want you to come closer and listen, especially if you are a woman. A good man, the father of the house, puts himself in a position to be used by everybody in the household because it is his goal to keep everything smooth. Are you feeling me? So if you have a good man who will go above and beyond, he's not a fool. He's not stupid. He's not weak. He's allowing himself to be vulnerable because he loves his family. Are you understanding that? So you have to take good care of your good man because he's going to place his heart in the hands of his family. You know, a long time ago, getting Jordans used to be a big deal. But now, I can go get some Lordans and wear them. But just as long as my main man got what he needs, I feel like all of my desires are fulfilled. A good man is a man who cherishes his family. He cares a lot about his family and he puts the weight of things on his shoulders. You know, I think I can even go further to say a lot of men are basic and don't require a lot. You know, you uh, keep the crib right and give us some vittles. Break us off every night and then We're typically, we're cool with that. And that's because we overlook ourselves. We pour our hearts, our love, our guidance, our security into the household. And you know, some people, they may be looking and they may say, well, I, I don't understand what you're talking about. I'm telling you what I'm talking about. I'm talking about a good man. And sometimes they're very hard to find. Women, biblically, your man must work. He must lead. He must provide for his family. So it's imperative to learn how to differentiate between a leader and a man who is controlling. See, a lot of folk never had a leader in their lives. So when they have a good man, they think he's controlling. But it's not that that man is controlling. He just doesn't want to see his family fall off the cliff. Because if his family falls off the cliff, guess who's responsible for that? He is. So when you have a good man who tells you no, you don't need to get mad at that man. Thank God that you have somebody in your life to provide guidance. You know, uh, Mary Beth relationship with her good man is not the measure for your relationship. What she does for her man or doesn't do for her man has nothing to do with what you need to do. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. A good man who pours himself out often finds himself empty. He's given away so much love, time, money. He'll even take the embarrassment for somebody. Put it on him. 
But that same good man needs you to pour something back into him. Is this okay if we talk like this today? He needs something back in him because if you don't pour it back into him, he's going to run out of gas. This is what a good man is. I want to show you something in the Bible. I can tell you're very excited to see it today. You already know this, but I think it's worth seeing again. Before we go there, I want to say this. The man has a pivotal role in the family or the household. Again, he's the leader. He's the one that is held accountable to lead his family in the right direction. When a man takes on a passive or non-existent role in the home, he steps out of the position that God created for him. I want you to turn to 1 Corinthians, the 11th chapter and the third verse. 1 Corinthians chapter number 11. We almost done, Brother Sean. I knew, I knew it was going to be like this today. First Corinthians chapter number 11. We're going to go to our Bible study like we always do about this time. Look what it says. It says, but I want you to know that, verse number three, but I want you to know that the head of every man is who? Christ. That good man has to be led by Christ. The head of the woman is who? The man. This is the way it's written. And the head of Christ is who? Is God. Now, this is what I want you to see. Are you looking at it? Look at it deeper. You got your spiritual eyes on? Your blessings, one of the conduits that God uses to bless the house is the man. It's important to have a good one in the house. Because if you don't have a good man in the house, you just may be missing out on some of the blessings. Somebody say, where's that in the scripture? I just read it to you. Look again. If Christ is the head of the man, that means that he's going to follow God. It doesn't mean that everything that he does is going to be perfect. It doesn't mean that he's not going to get upset. It doesn't mean that he's not going to walk out the house sometimes. It doesn't mean that he may not say some things that he have to come back and apologize for later. But what it means is he knows when he's wrong and he's going to try to right his wrongs. God is going to bless the man of God. And when the man of God gets blessed, guess who gets blessed as well? The woman, the children, the household. So it's important to have a good man in the house. And, and, and don't get me wrong. If you don't have a man right now, I'm, don't, don't worry about that because God is your man. You understand what I'm talking about here? I'm saying if you have a, a, a good man in the house, you better understand that you got to treat that man like he's a good man because that's where your blessings are coming through. Are y'all all right with this? Are y'all all right with this? We, we almost there. See, I know we talk about a lot of men and how men ain't nothing and, and men don't do this. And I do admit there are a lot of no good men. There are also a lot of no good dogs, a lot of no good cats, a lot of no good rats. There's a lot of no good everything. But, but what I want to tell you, here, here, here. You know, you, know, you know, sometimes we make the excuse and we always talk about men. But how about let's celebrate some men who are doing some things, who are men of God, and who are taking care of their families. I want to show you something. Go to Genesis chapter number three. Genesis chapter number three. If you don't know where that's at, turn to the cover and flip a couple of pages. Genesis chapter number three. I want you to look at verse number nine. Look what the Bible says. The Lord God called to Adam and said to him, where are you? Something happened. And God was looking for him. Now notice, Eve was in the garden too. But when something went down, who did God look for? He looked for Adam because Adam was the leader. 
He put Adam here first. It doesn't mean that the woman had to be uh, inferior to him. But it means that the woman could not assume the man's responsibility or his position. When God created the man, he created him first. And not only did he create him first, but he put him in the garden. He gave him something to do. So when something went down, God wanted to go back through the conduit that he gives his blessings through. He wants to know, where are you? So he said, I heard your voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which, what? I commanded you that you should not eat. Now, I want you to watch this. Are you watching? God said, I talked to you about this. I came to you because you are the leader. You are the head of the household. Nothing should go down without your consent. Verse number 12. Then the man said, the woman. Whom you gave to be with me. She gave me of the tree and I ate. Now I want you to understand something. You can look at this in a couple of different ways. But understand this first of all. This should have been a conversation between God and Adam. But when you get out of your position. You start pointing at all kind of people. Now I, I want you to look at this verse. Actually Adam blamed two people. Y'all ain't saw that did you? You ain't saw that. You ain't saw that. Look at this. He said, the woman you gave me. Now I had, I was chilling when I was by myself. Y'all understand this. He said, the woman you gave me. And then, and, and then he said, she. Huh. She gave, show him your hand. She gave me something to eat and I ate now I want you to understand what this means that meant nothing to God because he personally went to Adam because Adam was the leader are y'all understanding this so Adam was held accountable for what he did it didn't matter if the woman said let's eat Adam should have said, no, we ain't going to eat from that tree because God said no. So in other words, when the man leaves his position of being the leader of the house, some crazy things can go down in the DM. It's, it's important to have a good man. You know, and, 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 and it gets me when folks say, I don't need no man. I don't need no man. All I need, just give me Jesus. I understand that. And you do all you need is Jesus, but. <laughs> Let me tell you something. You want the preacher or do you want the, who you want me to be today? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. All of those things are just stuff that we say. The woman was made for the man. That's like saying I can't put jelly with my peanut butter. Y'all ain't understanding that, are you? They made for each other. What I'm trying to get you to understand is, I know sometimes we get ourselves locked up in this thing, and I'm not saying that women should just try to go out and get a man to understand what I'm trying to tell you. If you have a man, quit listening to folk who don't have a man telling you why you don't need a man, knowing that they're looking for a man. I'm going to preach it whether they want to hear it or not. And nobody has to say amen because today is Father's Day and I love it when you call me Big Papa. I'm just trying to get you to see how important it is to have a man in the house. When you got a good man in the house, let that man make some decisions. Look at the decision that was made in the garden. Adam 
was not the leader in the garden, but he was placed to be the leader in the garden. I got to keep reading. Watch this. And the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? The woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. In other words, Adam let somebody else come in his house and tear up his relationship. Not only did he tear up the relationship between Adam and Eve, but he tore up the relationship between God and them. When you let folk just come into the marriage, when you let folk just come into the house, they would tear stuff up. That's why you need a strong man at the door. When folk coming in talking crazy, we don't have that kind of nonsense in this house. Y'all didn't come here to hear this, did ya? See, you remember when we talked about mothers on mothers, you remember the Bible says that sometimes they, uh, uh, gullible women let uh, people who come in and just talk crazy to them. That's when that man stands up there. You know, let me tell you something. Sometimes your man can peep that your friends ain't your friends. Do you understand that? See, you know, I, I've learned something in life. If, if a man want to know about a woman, it's good for him to talk to a woman about another woman. Because y'all got game that we don't understand. But, 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 but here's the thing. Men can talk to other men about other men. But, we, but because we have game, we can look at some of these women that you are associating yourself with and let you know, that ain't your girl. Am I doing all right? I got to let you know. And listen here. You don't put your girl over your. I don't care what nobody says. I may not be that big, but I know I feel better than a pillow at night. A teddy bear may be soft, but I know I feel better than a teddy bear that you can wrap your body around. Ain't no replacement for the man. Now, some men may be looking at their wives. I don't feel that way. That's on your man. I'm just telling you what I know. He ain't called Big Papa. He called something else. I got to get this. I got to let you know. Look here. Look here. Let's go to verse number 16. Look what the Bible says. The Bible says, to the woman, he said, I will greatly multiply sorrow, multiply your sorrow and your Conception. Now, what does this mean? Now, you, you got to understand something. Both Adam and Eve, they got out of their positions. When we get out of our positions, then the consequences flow. They follow. And because they got out of their positions, God said, this is the consequence. You're going to have some pain when you have babies. In pain, you shall bring forth children. Look at this. Your desire shall be for your husband in other words and he says and he shall rule over you so in other words now you're gonna have somebody to be over you because we already saw when you had an opportunity to go left you took it so now i'm telling you right now that the man that i created he's going to have to be over you and now you got to understand this just wasn't to eat this is something that follows that's why the bible teaches that the woman is supposed to submit herself to her own husband now y'all understanding what i'm saying now let's go to verse uh number uh, 17 then to adam he said because you have heeded the voice of who are y'all ready for Bible study today? Yes. Ain't nothing wrong with listening to your woman. But she is not the boss of the house. God runs the house. Are y'all understanding what I'm saying? He said, you listen to her. I told you when a man takes a passive role or he takes a non-existent role, he allows things to creep into his home. It's a blessing to have a man who stands up for his home. Amen. Look what the word says. He said, because you heeded to the voice of your wife and have eaten from the tree of which I commanded you, saying you shall not eat of, curse is the ground for your sake. In toil, 
You should eat of it all the days of your life. In other words, you're going to have to work. Not only are you going to have to work, but you're going to have to work hard. You owe, you owe. So off to work, you must go. Are y'all understanding this? So now you got to understand. So now we have the situation where there are consequences that are flowing. So the man is going to have to work. He's going to have to be the leader. He's going to have to provide. But when he's doing all of this, he needs the mother to pour some of that energy back into him. It's his job to make sure that ends meet. No man should have his woman outside begging for food. If anybody need to beg for the family, you better get yourself out there. I wish I had a witness up in here. When we talk about good men, a lot of times people don't know that they exist because they don't have the eye for one. They don't know how to identify with a good man. A good man is going to maintain his position in the family and his position in God because that's what he does. When we step out of position, we relinquish our power and consequences will shortly come after all of that happens. In other words, we are taught that by just creation, we are taught by experience that children watch daddy. They watch how he provides. They watch his leadership. You know... A good man doesn't want his daughters to grow up to get a no good man. Every time you see them, they're men. Uh, my man is between jobs. How about telling him to slow up so he can catch one or something? Or speed up. Stop being between them. A good father doesn't want to see his son get used. He needs to teach him things. I talked to you about... Uh, 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 examples and you know me and my homie my son we, we we kick it a lot more now you know our relationship has grown and I thank God for that um, you know I, 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 I take him to school I pick him up I, I cook for him multiple times a day he see me cooking he see me cleaning he sees another side of me he knows that I bring the money in and why I know that because he asked me for it all the time <laughs> He knows I'm the money maker. I, I make it happen. But I also show him another side of me. I also show him that I can handle the house. I can take care of the business. Because I don't want my son to have to grow up to depend upon no woman who don't want to take care of him. It's too many men walking around anorexic because they married somebody who don't like to cook. I'm going to be done in a minute. Y'all just hold on. Let me get this out. He needs to understand that if there are dishes in the sink and you want them clean, you're going to have to learn how to go in the kitchen and clean those dishes. He needs to understand if you're hungry and you need to eat, you need to know how to go and make them pots and pans make some noise because some kitchens are real quiet. So it's relationship. We need to show them the complete circle. And our daughters look at that as well. They got to understand, no, no, you're not put here to be somebody's servant. If you got a good man, he don't want you just to work until you drop dead. He want to help you. You want a man that's going to step in and help you do some things. Look out for you because you his baby. But as fathers, where you think kids get that from? Their daddy. Statistics says that children are more probable to be successful in life when the father is in the home with the children. Why? Because daddy is the leader and he sets the example for the children. Men, we cannot efficiently run two households at the same time. God put Adam in one garden and gave him one wife. And that one garden and that one wife became a handful. 
I don't know how Solomon did it. <laughs> Let me bring it closer. Single fathers are soon to be single fathers, especially the young ones. Stop making children out of wedlock. Stop. It ain't cool. The kids suffer because of this. We all make mistakes. I get that. I've made a bunch of mistakes. That's why I'm here hollering right now. I don't want the children in my congregation to do the same stupid things that I did. I want them to excel. I want them to be uh, brilliant. I want them, them to do things that maybe I didn't get a chance to do. So I need to spit the knowledge just like this. Quit making all them babies. It doesn't make you a man because you make babies. I've seen dogs make babies. I've seen ants and roaches make babies. Come on, somebody help me. You don't need to make babies to prove that you are a man. Every woman that you get with should not be one of your baby mamas. Here's the problem, players. We can't have children spread across multiple homes and give them all equal attention. I'm just going to put it out there. Keep your seeds in one basket. It's going to save you time, headaches, and a whole bunch of money. You don't want to be a seed donor. You don't want to be somebody who just made a baby. And then you just drop your baby off with the mother and you out of there. You don't want that to happen. And I'm going to tell you something else you don't want to happen. Something that's creeping up on folk. They ain't peeping this. There are a lot of women who are. Uh, they are being uh, pressured. Because they're getting over 35. They're looking at 40. Or they may be 40. So they want a baby. So they want to cut a deal. <laughs> they want your seed. And they'll even tell you, you don't have to pay nothing. We'll work out an agreement. You don't have to take care of the baby. I'll take care of the baby. I just want a baby because it's time for me to have one. Um, I get that, and I understand that. And on the surface, uh, it, it may seem to be okay, but it's not okay. Because at the end of the day, that's still your baby. How can you allow somebody else to instill values in your kid that you didn't instill? You want to be that. I want to be that when my son says, Daddy, it's time for me to start learning how to drive. I want to show him how to stop the car. I want to show him how to turn left, how to turn. I don't need Leroy to show my son how to do nothing. You don't want to just look at your children as being a note. Now, keep in mind, I understand that not all situations work out like this. I do understand how homes can become split. I do understand how we can make mistakes and babies be in, in, in another home and we live in another. I, I understand that. I, trust me, I understand that. But what I'm saying is, if you're not in that situation, don't glorify it. Because it's nothing to glorify. You want your children right there with you. And you know what? Even if you take care of your children financially, that's still not enough. Because they need to hear that I love you. They need to see daddy come home. You know, uh, uh, my son, he, he probably talk about me a, a little bit after I leave, but that's okay. I tell him I love him every day. Every day. Now, this is man to man. And sometimes that's hard for men to do. But I want him to know. That you don't have to go looking for love in the wrong places. Because you got a daddy who's a ride or die for you. Your father loves you. He needs to hear that sometimes. When I drop him off 
uh, in the morning. I know he don't want me to walk him to the door. I know he don't want me to go inside his school. I, I, I know, I know that. You know, I, I, you know, you know, he get out of school and he stopped and he talked to people out there. I was never allowed to do that. You know, you done lost your mind. Don't you see I'm sitting here? Walk from the, get yourself in the car. I don't do him like that. I sit back, let him be the, you know, go ahead and do, do what you need to do. You know, I sit there and wait for him. Why? Because I need him to understand. I got nothing but pure love for you. And there's going to come a time when Satan is going to try to take you out of my grip. Because he ain't going to want you to be led by a man of God. So he's going to try to bring some other folk in your life. But like I'm telling you now, fathers, Satan is a liar. He's a documented liar. And we don't have to allow Satan to come into our households and split our households. What am I talking about? I'm going to tell you what I'm talking about. Satan has been trying to split homes and take the man out of the house since the garden. And let me just say this. I don't mean any harm by this, but I got to put it down, especially the black man. In a lot of instances, the black man is gone. And I'm going to tell you something. I commend the men who stepped up to be a stepfather and stepped up to take care of other men's babies. I, I commend you for that. But it's something about that biological. That's a bond that you can never rip apart. While I'm talking about that, let me say this. Women, if you have a man who's no good and you got a baby by him and he ain't even paying right, ain't bought no shoes since he saw the toes of the baby come out. If he wants to see his child or his children, let that baby or those babies go be with their daddy. Do y'all understand what I'm saying today? You know why? Because there's nothing like a father. There's, you know, I remember being younger and my mother, she would get angry with me and she'd say, I'm going to tear you up. I'm tired of you. And she'd go get the belt and I'd be looking like, I can take that. And she hit me and I'm acting like, oh, mama, oh, mama. But all she had to say is wait till your daddy comes home. It's like you heard, do, 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 do. Everything was messed up. You couldn't eat right, couldn't sleep right, couldn't play right. And you kept watching the clock. And it happened to be a day that was about 90 degrees outside. So in the steel mill, it was about 150 degrees. And daddy came home like this. He had an attitude coming through the door. There's nothing like a father. The presence, the presence, the very presence of a good man means a lot in the house. Don't separate the kids from the daddy. Let him take care of his babies. Some parents say, well, I don't want my babies to go with him. He don't know how to take care of them like I take care of them. I understand that situation. But you have to understand that's that man's babies too. And, and when I'm talking about being a great father, I ain't talking about because you bought your clothes, your, your kids some clothes, and now you on Facebook bragging, huh? huh? What about them Jordans? Huh? 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 What about, what about these shorts? Hey, what about, skip all that. Nobody talking about that. It ain't got nothing to do with you doing and bragging. You know, because there are things that I do for my son I don't want nobody to know. There are conversations we have I don't want nobody to know. You know why I don't want them to know? Because ain't none of their business. They don't need to know my business. Because somebody's going to try to undermine what I'm doing for my son. I'm just letting you know there is nothing like having a good man. Men put good habits in children. They empower kids, give them confidence. Sometimes my son, he comes home and um, he'll say something and I can see that his confidence is low. I talk to him, it's about a 15 minute ride to his school. I talk to him for about 14 and a half minutes on how awesome he is. How I know he can do it. 
how I know, and, and, and how I tell them, son, if you don't reach the top, aim high. You're going to hit somewhere that's high. I encourage him. Now, to the average person, they may say, that doesn't mean anything. It means a lot to a child. And you know what? It's different. Mothers and fathers, they're different. They play different roles. When I needed something, when I wanted to learn something, I didn't go to my mother. I went to my father. When I fell off my bike and my leg was bleeding and I didn't know how to stop the bleeding, I didn't go to my daddy because he was going to tell me, shut up, man up, and walk it off. And I'm walking bleeding like, oh, I can't believe this. But mama, she going to say, baby, what is it? And although it's a little scratch, she going to make a big deal out of, oh, my goodness. Let me get some. Y'all give me something to put up. She going to make you feel good. But that father, that daddy, you know, you know I, I, I ain't crying as much. Why? Because I know he watching me. I know I got to grow up to be a man. So I got to take some of that pain. And then when you get older, you realize what your daddy was telling you. You know, there's sometimes, man, sometimes, sometimes we feel like crying about certain things. But we got this thing in the back of our mind sometimes. Don't get me wrong. It ain't, nothing for, it ain't nothing wrong with a grown man crying. But what I'm saying is sometimes it ain't time to cry. Sometimes it's time to get up, get your mind together, and you got to march because you are a leader. You can't be crying all the time. And I got to tell you something else. You got to quit figuring out all the life's problems and all life solutions in the basement of your mama's house. How you going how you how you how you how you going to tell your son what to do and say then he say, "Well, can we do this?" Go ask your grandma. Y'all ain't hearing this, are you? Now, I'm not saying if you don't have a house, you ain't a man. That ain't what I'm saying. I say, if you're a man, why don't you get you a house? Get something so that your son can understand it ain't always about freeloading off people. I'm talking about a real man. Me and my son, we talk. Yeah, you're the object of the day. I talk to him about no good men. I say, you got to get up, bro. Wake up. We're about to change a faucet. Now, that don't mean nothing to him. He like, well, when it's changed, call me. Because I do need some water. But I said, no, you and I, we got to change the faucet. I said, because if the faucet is broken, we got a choice. Fix it or pay somebody to fix it. And I explained to him, my daddy was a Man of all men. I mean, he, 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 he'll make it work. It may not be the prettiest all the time when he got done with it, but he will make it work. But you know what he put in me? He put that seed in me. He put something in me. I ain't afraid to take stuff apart and put it back together again. I'm not afraid to say, hey, I can do this. You know, you know my son the other day, he was, he was tripping out because, you know, um, um, we, we were changing we were going to change. Well, we changed some faucets, and, and, and we had to change some, um, some, some, some uh, water valves. And, and, and lo and behold, when I went to uh, turn the water valve off so I can change some things, uh, water starts spitting up out of them. So you know what that means. The valve is bad. Now i got to change the valve. But guess what? The way it goes, there's about a carpet pipe coming out the wall about that short. All right? Then if you got a compression valve on there, you have to cut the valve off the pipe. So that means now the pipe going to be about that short. Now you can't put another valve on that pipe. So what you got to do is cut the valve off the pipe, sweat some more pipes onto that pipe, then put the valve on there. Now y'all may be saying, well, that ain't nothing. Yes, that is something. Because when you, when you cut the valve off that pipe, you know what that means? You either going to fix it or you're going to have to call a plumber. Because you got to cut the main water off to the house. My son was in amazement, I was kind of too, that we got together and we fixed it. We sweat pipes together. We did it. We held it together. He started asking more and more questions, and I told him, I said, this is how you become a man who could take care of himself. 
You don't want to be one of those guys where uh, you get married and your wife said, baby, you going to cut the grass? And you say, yeah, I cut it. But deep down inside, you don't want to cut the grass because you don't know how to start the lawnmower. <laughs> Y'all ain't hearing this today, are you? I need you to understand that it's imperative to have a good man in the house. If you have children out of wedlock and that man is not uh, in the house, let that man spend some time with his children. Because there's so many things and so much experience that, uh, that men bring to the table. You know, and I got to say this too. Um, if you were a man who grew up without a dad, don't use that as an excuse to be sorry. I understand that uh, it, it, it may not be uh, 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 conducive all the time. But even if you grew up without a father, no matter why or what the reason is, be just that much better to your own kid. Your kid deserves it. Your kid deserves the best. You know, I, 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 it's, it's, it's one of those things where um, whatever my parents didn't get to do for me, I don't blame them for it. I know they did the best that they could do with what they had to work with. But when you know better, you do better. And if I feel like I can do something more for my son than my parents did for me, then I'm going to do that. And it's not all monetary, church. You know, talk to them about Jesus. Tell them who the Lord is. You got to instill confidence in these kids. You know, I got one more thing to say. I got one more thing to say. And I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. I figured since Father's Day is not a really big celebrated day, I might as well have a shorter sermon. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Men, if you have a good woman. I'm not talking, one, talking about one that just look good. Y'all know the definition, right? I'm talking about a woman that's good to you. The woman that when you want to stay out at night, you see her face and you come home. The woman that you can see, you know, you can see her face while other women trying to holler at you. Can I just talk like I want to talk? You know, see, y'all blessed here because you got a preacher who, uh, you know what I'm saying. He done seen both sides of the fence. And what I'm saying is this. Men, if you got a good woman, don't take advantage of that woman. Love her. Love on her. God's going to tell you, man, you look hand-packed. Somebody told me it's all right to be hand-packed if you got the right hand packing. Love that woman. Give her what she needs. Don't be selfish. Give her what she needs. Because women go through a lot of stuff too. But again, as I close today, women, if you got a good man, show that man some love today. He better be happy that we just together. No, no. See, I, I, can't, I can't say this enough. I'm, I'm going to leave because I'm, I'm, I'm spent. You know, I can't say this enough. You just can't go. I know it seems like this, but you just can't ride down the street and just arbitrarily snatch up a good man. You can get a warm body. And you know, what makes people think that they can just go get a good man are the people who don't have one. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, you, 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 you can get good man. You can get a good man. They're telling you these things, but has you, have you noticed? See, it's just like this. Let me, let, me, let me put it this way. I think that it's okay for men and women to go on separate trips if they want to, if that's what they want to do. I ain't hating on that. But when you got a good woman and she got a good man, your woman don't want to go on a trip with her girls. Because you got some her girls can't give her. Are you understand what I'm saying? See, let me just tell you about a good man. Peep this. I like having fun. Just because I'm a preacher don't mean I don't like to get turned up. Maybe not to turn up like some people, like some people get turned up. 
Don't get me wrong, because some of y'all are going to be like, well, he do it, he do it, he do it. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is this. I like a homie lover friend. See, I can't be a homie lover friend with my homies. No matter how, you know, see, Doug, me and you go out, we grab Jeff, Sean, you know, my man here, and Tyrone, and my man here, Hugh Dog, and, you know, we all get together. We can have a lot of fun. But the kind of brother I am, at night, I'm at the cut all y'all loose. Y'all understand what I'm saying? You know, we, we, there's only so much fishing we can do during the day. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> I ain't that kind of brother. So I don't get excited when men say, let's go out. Where? And for how long? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Because I like to have fun, but then at the end of the night, fill in Blake's in for me, Jeff. We cut from the same cloth. You see, he up there like, <laughs> that's how we do it. I don't want to be hanging around no guy. So you know what? So, so let me tell you something. It's a trick of the enemy. Your girls want you to keep going on trips with them. Why you think that? They ain't feeling the person they got. And here you just going. Yeah, leaving your man. Now, let me tell you. If you got a mouse in your house. And you take the cat out. You fill in the blanks. I like to talk like this. You know, some folk don't get this. They get this in the street. I put it in the pulpit. So folk understand. When you got a good man, quit going on them doggone trips. You're already a trip. Stand by your man. Now, I know some of them going to say, well, I'm going to go with my girlfriend. I'm not saying you can't go. But what I'm telling you is the type of person I am. Today is Father's Day. It ain't about nobody but me right now. I'm a father. It's Father's Day. I ain't going to be going out with a lot of hard-leg guys. That we just chilling. Then we got to go to bed. And it's four of us. One room. Two bears. Now some men may like that. But I don't want to feel no man around me. Because see the woman was made for the man. Ain't nothing like a woman. Are y'all understand what I'm talking about here? You want to do all these different things and run here and run here. If you got a good woman and you got a good man, good man, instead of running yourself all over the country, you need to run yourself right home and take care of what you got, what God gave you. So to my brothers out here, now some of you, you know, you may be thinking, well, what does this have to do with the Lord? I came here to hear about Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Let me tell you what this has to do with the Lord. Where you think your elders, your deacons, your next preacher, your next song leader, where you think those guys come from? They come from the households that I'm talking about. We as men have to rear these guys up. We have to train them. Some of us, we've blown uh, the, 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 the idea of maybe being an elder or a deacon because our lives were so off the hook. But now we can groom some of these young boys before they get tainted in the world. We can groom them how to continue to be in the Lord's church and, be, and, and to, be, uh, to raise up children. That's how the church continue to move and continue to grow. That's what I'm talking about. It has all to do with Jesus. It starts in the home. It starts in the home. I got one more thing. Yeah, I'm bragging a little bit because it's Father's Day. So sometimes people tell me, they say, your son is so well-mannered. He's so polite. I let him know. I, I do thank you for that. But his politeness didn't start when he walked outside. It started on the inside of my house. That's how we roll. That father structure. 
Fathers bring structure to kids' lives. You know, my dad right now, in his mind, in his mind, he can whoop me. In his mind. He giving me a look right now like. But let me tell you something funny. He can't whoop me because he can't catch me. That's number one. Number two, do you know I still have that fatherly fear that I had when I was a boy? You know why? Because I grew up learning to respect the man that was in the house. You understand that? That's what you want in the house. You want a good, strong man that children are going to respect because that's what's going to guide them. That's why parents should never talk about one another in the home. Your daddy's stupid. Your daddy dumb. Your daddy this. You say all these things, but it's the daddy that that boy or that girl going to need to talk to. But the reason why they didn't talk to daddy, because you told them and convinced them that daddy was stupid. So guess who they went to talk to? Lil Peanut. Lil Peanut didn't even get raised by his mother or his father. He got raised by his grandmother. And Lil Peanut ran his grandma. So he gonna tell your kid, it don't matter. You see, I'm still here. You see, ain't nothing happened to me. So you can be cool like me. I'm just saying, as a church, I know sometimes when I come with these messages, I know they be wild and people be like, oh my goodness, I wanna go down in history of being a preacher that talks about the truth and can relate it to things that are real in life. I'm not gonna have you come here. And it's not so much that people pump me up, it's not for me, it's for the Lord, because I know this is what God wants us to do. What I'm saying is this, if you got a good man in your life, he's taking care of your children, you got to ignore all that negative stuff that you've been hearing, and you need to serve your man. Amen. Some folk looking at me like, huh? I said you need to serve your man. Because if you don't serve your man, what y'all say? I didn't say it, y'all said it. I want to, again, congratulate all the men who are standing on the foundation of God, who are being an example to their children because we need more men in the household. We need more men. If you're here today and you're not a child of God, you come by hearing, believing, repenting, confessing, and being baptized. If you hear and you know you need to ask for prayer, you can do that. The truth of the matter is, something I learned about the Bible a long time ago. You ain't got to like it. You ain't even got to read it. But guess what? Whether you like it or read it, you can keep your Bible closed. It's already written. And it's the truth. Somebody said, the truth, it'll set you free. I'm just happy today because I'm proud today to be able to look out and to shake brothers' hands who stuck by their children, who really good to their children. And, and, and I just want to say this again. I really mean this. If you got a good man... Break the tradition. I don't care about hard marks. You know, I don't get into all that stuff. You know, to me, nobody should even have that much control to tell you when to do whatever you want to do. But since we're here, celebrate your man. I mean, celebrate your man. Let your man know what he's doing. That's all they need. He ain't looking for a diamond ring like you were. Y'all know what I'm saying? Every kiss begins with K. He ain't looking for that. Just treat him right. Make him feel like what he's been doing, he's been making a difference. Tell him he's been making a difference. He see what he's been doing. No, no. Tell him what he's been doing. It's going to go a long way. Good men are hard to find. And I'm telling you, if you have a good man, you better hold on to him. Because there are some people out here who are looking for a good man. You know, that was a woman, and I'm getting out of here, y'all. 
there was a woman that they called the cleanup woman. <laughs> they even had a song about it. Ding, 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 ding. You know what I'm talking about? They gave her a song. She's the cleanup woman, and she ain't coming to clean up your sink either. All I'm saying is, is this okay, Sister Patricia? All I'm saying is, if the Lord has blessed you with a good man, take care of that good man. You still waiting on yours? See, you ain't the cleaner woman, are you? <laughs> she said, well, maybe so. And you know what? <laughs> Here's the thing. If you're still waiting on your man, you keep waiting. Don't just get no warm body to come in your house. You don't need nobody. You don't need matter. You know what matter is? Matter is anything that has weight and takes up space. You don't, you don't need just matter in your house. You want somebody who does matter in your house. You understand what I'm saying? Get on up on your feet. Let's give God the glory and give him the praise as we sing the song of invitation. I'm so glad. So 